Welcome to episode two of Is Anybody Listening? I'm your host, Carrie, and this is Cleo. Hi. And uh, today we're doing Royal Blood. Yes, exciting. Which is a great segue from Queens of the Stone Age because A, they're influenced by Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. very heavily. They've toured with them, B, and C, Mike Kerr, the bass player and singer for this band, is on the new Desert Sessions 11 and 12. With Josh Homme and Dave Grohl and various other artists. Mm-hmm. That was announced, I think, like a week ago or something. But I actually only figured out last night when I saw a YouTube video on Queens of the Stone Age where they uh, previewed the song that it, one of the songs that he's on. So. And it's awesome so far. Oh, it sounds so good. It sounds really good. Yeah, I was super into it. I thought it was pretty dope. And it made me want to get the record even more. I mean, I'm going to download it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always hungry for Josh Homme material. Hungry for Homme. Hungry for the Homme. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I can hear that in the mic. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah. I don't care. Maybe lose the straw, you hippie. Ugh. Use your mouth like a human. I need my mouth to use the straw. <sighs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, Royal Blood consists of Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Ben Thatcher's a great drummer. Uh, he does not masturbate on the drums, which means he doesn't play over technically. He just plays really well and hits really consistently and really hard, and he sounds really good in recordings. My favorite snare in rock and roll, or metal, even. Like, that would be a great metal snare, mm. to be honest. Masturbating on the drums. <clears throat> Who does that? Uh, Danny Carey. Oh. Yeah. You think so? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, but that's what that is. Interesting. Yeah. Dream Theater. Oh. You know, bands like that. Yeah. It's Animals as Leaders. It's really cool, but it's like... But it's like, come on. Bring it back to the simple times. No, no, not at all. I'm like, keep. Let me watch you jerk off, please. You're amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, boy. Oh, I gotta turn it down a bit. Is it my laugh? No, uh, we just peeked out a little bit back here, and now it's too quiet. And coming back up. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm the I'm the audio engineer and the pilot here. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, that should be good. I don't think it'll peak anymore. Unless I laugh again. No, you must laugh. It is necessary. I'll just do like a, a muted chuckle. A muted <laughs> chuckle? Oh no. <laughs> I won't do that. Intentionally. Yeah. So these guys were actually in a band called what? Flavor Country? Flavor Country. When they were young, I think. Like pretty young. Yeah. Wiki uh, says around... Oh, they met when in 2005. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, Mike was actually a keyboard player for that band. Yeah. And like a guitar. And guitar, which is the cutest thing ever. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I can't imagine somebody seriously playing that instrument ever. No. No. Uh, But they did, and that happened. (laughs) And and then Mike... Thankfully, they moved on from that. Yeah. And then Mike moved to uh, Australia. Right. Well, he met Matt Swan, who's originally from Australia. Yeah. And they started... Doing gigs around Bris or around Brisbane, yeah, in Australia, where they released their first single called "Leaving," which they later re-recorded um, as "Come On Over," which is the song we know and love. Yeah, and it's so weird that the song is called "Leaving" because mm-hmm. nothing about the song. I mean, maybe that was kind of the witty point purpose, you know? Or maybe somebody just pointed that out. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right, and it could have been because 
I think I signed Warner Brothers. It, it could have been a record label executive or, or someone involved in that line of command. Yeah. Know, chain of command. But, uh, yeah. Uh, they... Uh, he had, Mike Kerr, sorry, started Royal Blood shortly after going to Australia. Uh, but then he decided to go back to the UK. And when he did, he took the name with him. Yeah, yeah and that's where Ben Thatcher uh, becomes the drummer for... The world that we now know and love. In fact, he picked him up at the airport. Yeah. Yes. Which is like, that's like a good friend. Yeah, that's a really good friend. If somebody's going to come and grab you from the airport. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they started performing under Royal Blood at Open Mics in 2011? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pretty shortly after, they get signed by Warner Bros. Yeah, and they have the same management company as Arctic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool, because... They're a pretty dope band as well. Yes. Yeah, and in the same vein as Queens of the Stone Age, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it all makes sense that they like each other. Mm-hmm. Each other's music. <clears throat> so um, they get signed on to Warner Brothers. And then I think one of their first shows, or their first show was opening for Arctic Monkeys, actually. Yes. Uh, they did two shows where they opened up for the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, in, I think, 2013. And that's pretty impressive that. for a band with without any full-length releases. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot of material to have to open for a huge rock band. No. That's, like, widely famous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, after that, I'm pretty sure they've opened up for Queens of the Stone Age a few times as well. Yeah, well, they did that after they released their full-length album, oh, okay. uh, their self-titled uh, Royal Blood, yeah. first album in 2014. Which is your favorite album, right? Yeah, yeah. that's definitely my favorite out of the two. Um, it has, it's just, like, from beginning to end, such a great listen, and I love Mike Kerr's songwriting. Yeah. I never want him to be happy. <laughs> if he ever is in a great relationship that doesn't end terribly, we'll never have good music from him ever again. Right. That's what happens. You know, people get happy and they they don't make the good stuff anymore. Yeah, well, there's that thing like when you're when you're hungry for it, you're gonna make the best shit possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when he's super rich. See if it'll go down. I really hope what happens in the future is they progress into more experimental and experimental styles. I think that's what I was hoping for for the second for album. the second album. Right. But uh, it's just like a... They did in a way, though. There's keyboards in a, in a song in the intro and verses. And, yeah. uh, and then in uh, Hook, Line, and Sinker, he put two guitar strings on the bottom half of the bass. It sounds super cool. Yes, to get cool bends. I think it just sounds a little bit overproduced to me. No, it's perfect. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because Agree it's produced disagree. so well. It just... Everything hits so hard and punches so hard. The drums sound amazing in my truck. I mean, amazing. And mm. just huge bass. So, they're a pretty sweet band. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I'm just going over some of the stuff that we have. Yeah, you you don't need to read that shit. I know I don't. Well, I feel like I need to. No, man, let's just chill. We're just having a good time, like last time. I'm so sweaty. Put your phone away, woman. <laughs> If we get no, I won't put it away, but uh, I will stop looking at it. Okay. Here we go. There we go. There you go. Right at it. Because that's a conversation. Right. It has to flow. 
Yeah, you know, it's better. I like it when we're looking at each other and not our phones. You know, we're, we're too old for that shit. Mm. Are we millennials, technically? We are technically millennials, yes. No. It's okay. Right. You know, the world's going to end terribly, but we got to see technology really advance quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, so that's something. Yeah. But there's not much to live for. My God. All right, so uh, going back to the history of Royal Blood. Uh, so then, you know, they, they start touring with bigger bands in the pretty much beginning of their uh, record deal, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So the first album goes platinum in the UK and gold basically everywhere else. And that's self-titled, Royal Blood. And then the second album, which is called How Do We Get So Dark, goes gold everywhere. doesn't go platinum. Yeah, and I think I read that the self-titled um, in 2014 was like the fastest-selling rock album. Really? Yeah, of that time. Huh. I think in just that year. But still, that's like a pretty impressive I'm not surprised. And some of the critique has been that like the song structures uh, aren't anything new or whatever. But I don't know, man. When it's good, it's good. It's, uh, I had no hesitation. The first time I was showed a World Blood song, I went, that's good. Yeah, the first time <laughs> yeah. I heard it, I was like at the gym and I was working out and I was like damn this is such a good song Mm -hmm. and like I was not disappointed at all by the rest of the album which is normally what happens well they they just have the thing whatever that is it just when you hear it it just feels good they just have the thing yeah that Queens of Stone Age has that sometimes Dave Grohl's music has Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes sometimes yeah I mean no disrespect for Dave Grohl he's a legend but, you know, it's just that... It's well, just, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you can just hear it. It's like they're writing music that they feel, and that's why it feels so good to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's usually the case, too. <clears throat> so uh, what is there to wrap up the history of Royal Blood other than that? I uh, mean, they're a pretty new band. So. They're a pretty new band. Um, they did put out a single for the HBO series Vinyl, mm-hmm. and... Um, in 2016 and it's so good and that's the first time I was like oh yeah they're from the UK because mm-hmm. that's the only time I've ever been able to hear Mike Kerr's accent his British right. accent yeah. and it just makes it, the song that much better I think yeah when they play live you can hear his accent way more right yeah same with Queens of the Stone Age it's not an accent but it's like a, uh, it just sounds different like yeah because he's from LA I don't know what that accent would be no but he does the British kind of thing when he's live fake yeah I don't know how to explain it. It's all these weird... It's like an 80s British vibe. <laughs> I all don't know what drops. that is. Ooh. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. Like, like he's kind of like suffered a brain brain injury. Yep. That's the. That's yeah. what we want to say publicly about Josh Homme. Oh, shit. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. Josh Homme is a legend as Do well. Do you think in the future we'll be able to like make an episode of this podcast and not mention Josh Homme? Let's Let's... Make it a challenge. Let's let's strive for that. Well, now I'm intentionally going to do it every time. <laughs> no. For hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Well, so you won't be listening. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, what would be really cool is in the future is uh, we do like a separate show under the same podcast uh, with interviews with actual artists. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, although I have that fear of like never meet your heroes. Yeah, but it's in a different capacity where... They're coming to promote themselves in a way. I don't know, man. It's I would do it. I would do it. You would do it? I would do it for sure. And I, I, I can, you can screen people. You can literally look at the interviews people do and see how they handle them. That's true. Josh Homme's great. He's either funny or just really nice. 
Or both. So. Or both. Yeah. He, on Mark Maron's podcast, he was so good. Is he the one uh, music artist you want to meet the most? Who, Josh? Yeah. Not really. He's who's, my favorite. Who's the one you'd want to meet the most? Oof. That's hard. I mean, it would take me a long time to answer that, I think. Hmm. That's hard. Current I, artist I would like to meet the most. You mean for an interview? I guess so. Who would you be like most <laughs> excited to do like a well-researched like interview f- for? It might, no, that might actually be Josh Homme. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. There's a lot of guitar tone questions and stuff that... Right, like yeah. more technical stuff? Yeah. And actually business and da da da. He is a good businessman. Well, they're just, they've been my favorite band for so long. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Royal Blood's coming up in a close second, though. I mean, maybe not. They're in the top five, though. Yeah, for now. It's like they only have two albums. Yeah. I mean, they we don't could know where they're going. be terrible after Yeah. After 2019. I doubt it, though. Micro made a good decision by uh, getting on this Desert Sessions thing, and Josh Homme made a good decision by getting him on it. And. That collaboration's great. Wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, a Them Crooked Vultures now that, like, after Desert Sessions and my Kurt was on the whole album? It would sound so insane. Is this just a wish list now oh, that yeah. you're saying it loud? He's such a good bass player, man. <laughs> like Things you wish would happen. Yeah. Every song that has him playing bass on it has a huge bass tone. Right. And, yeah. But Them Crooked Vultures... No, it's not that style. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, they already have their three members. Why would they need a fourth? Well, they do, actually. They hire uh, Elaine Johansson to tour with them. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on the whole record. Oh. Yeah. How come like, he's not on, like, the making of it? Because I, I guess he... Well, he should be. Yeah, he's not. It's only ever the three of them. Uh, but he's not, like, technically a contributing member of the band's music. Like, he doesn't really write it, I think. Um, I could be wrong, actually. He might have even taken part in the writing, but he's, for some reason, not an official part of the band. Interesting. Yeah, never has been. Incredible musician. You have to be famously musical to yeah. be in them cricket vultures. Yeah. If you're not in Led Zeppelin, Foo Fighters, or Queens of the Stone Age, I think that's it. I think that's it. He wasn't. He was always like maybe like a, a studio or session guitarist. Right. But well known. Probably had a great reputation for being good at what he does. And so he, he toured with them and everything. Hmm. He's even on like the BBC radio performance with them. Hmm, well, good for him. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't look like the rest of the band though. Why? What is it? He's big and he's kind of... That's why? Fat shaming? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He takes up too much space physically. Uh, he can't be in the band. And Elaine is on the new Desert Sessions suit. His name is Elaine. Yeah, it's spelled weird. I could be butchering it too. I've only ever read it, so... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's about it for Royal Blood's history. I think. I mean, present day, I don't... I didn't find any news on them putting out an album. There's very little content of them on YouTube or online. Well, it's basically just the Wikipedia. There's no documentaries. There's very little interviews. Uh, and there's one really funny interview. Uh, we're actually going to listen to it in a little bit. Where I've always wondered if it was Josh Homme or Josh Homme, and he actually uh, corrects an interviewer in a funny way. He's like, it's Josh Homme. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think you told me that one yeah. before. Well... They have debuted two new songs. They did that in Germany. Yeah. And one was called Boilermaker, and the other one's called King. So I haven't heard them, though, so right. I'm excited to, so to they get did, some new content. Okay, they, they debuted a few new songs. Yeah, but it's like at a show. Yeah. So That's good news. Yeah. Did you hear it? No, I haven't heard oh. them yet. Oh. I thought there might have been a video or something. 
not that I've been able to find, but yeah. people are getting sneakier about getting videos. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the albums. The first album, the self-titled Royal Blood, is your favorite, and it has some of my absolute favorite songs with it. Gorgeous artwork by yeah. Dan Hiller. Yeah, Dan Hiller. Do you know who else he's done? No, no oh. idea. I don't even know if he did the artwork for the second one. I just know that he did it for the first one. Right. And it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Figure It Out's on that, right? Yes. Yes, and I always thought Figure It Out was on the album after, because it has that kind of audio production. It sounds really produced. It's really big. And then some of the other songs sound a little more compressed, or like, maybe quieter. Like Little Monster, it's like got a tighter bass tone, but it's more compressed as a song. It sounds like they're off different albums, and that might be because these albums were from different EPs. And Yeah, because they released like Out of the Black as a single. Yeah. Right. And that's like the first song on Royal Blood. Yeah, that's a great song. It is a great song. Yeah. And then they did Little Monster oh. as a uh, single release as well. Mm-hmm. But like the obvious most like, like, I guess poppy sounding one for rock music would be like, it's so catchy. That's what it is. Yeah. Is like figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out's a great song. Yeah. What else is on that album? Uh, Loose Change. Loose Change is pretty good. Which is my second favorite song on that album. Cool bands. Yeah. But in Loose Change, they throw change at the end. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like change. It sounds like buttons. It sounds like buttons. Yeah. It sounds like they're just, they like, don't know what like change sounds like. buttons you would knit into a shirt. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Loose buttons. Loose buttons. <laughs> Which, you know, that actually, in a rock and roll sense, is kind of hot. In a rock and roll sense, loose buttons is hot? Yeah, well, it's like ripping your shirt off or something. <laughs> How is that rock and roll? Because it's getting naked. So the groupie aspect of rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. Okay. Sexual the groupie. We're talking about groupies. Yeah. Groupies basically are loose change, I mean. Oh, oh last one? Okay, whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I may very well lose my girlfriend tonight, folks. <laughs> Just some loose change. <laughs> exactly. No biggie. No biggie. I'm kidding. She's the best thing ever. Uh-huh. That would be horrible. Oh, look. We almost... You laughed and we almost peaked again. <laughs> I thought I was a loud laugher. No, it's me. It's you. Yeah. Okay, so that album's pretty sick. Uh, I think I like the next album more just because of its bigger audio production. I'm an audiophile. And I am not. I just know what I like. Yeah. And there's just some snare tones on that album that... Uh, I don't think I've ever heard anything better with snares. It's a huge meme in the audio produce, produce oh my god, in the audio production community. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, the meme is snares, sounds like shit, and it could be like, uh, bass, sick, guitar, tight, vocals, finally mixed, and it's like snares, still sounds like shit. It's just a, it's a meme, because that's how hard it is to get a good snare. Wow. Yeah. Is that why you bring up snares so often? Yes. Yeah, you do. And why I'm like, oh, that snare. Yeah, yeah, you do say stuff like that. <laughs> I can't even help it. I don't even. I'm not even sure what a snare is. <laughs> That's not true. But I feel like the picture you've painted for me. You don't know what a snare drum is. I no, I don't think I do. Okay, so you're sitting down at a drum kit, like this. Okay. And we don't have cameras on us. Look, I made the mic peek out real bad. Okay, so uh, left hand is on the cymbal, right foot hits the kick drum. This hits the snare. It's the it's the fucking little white one that... Are they all white? Oh, God. 
Okay. The mid-ranged, I don't want to say high pitch, but if you don't know about music, it sounds like high pitch. On top of the mix, uh, boom. That's the snare. Boom, boom. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. That thing. I still don't really understand yeah. it. And we just lost listeners because look at that waveform. You well, see they're deaf it. now, so yes. how could they? I just slapped my knee right in front of the mic. <laughs> Anybody that we had listening is now deaf. I'm really good at my job. Look at that. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm just going to delete that, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Probably should delete a lot of this. No. So, album number two. Uh, okay, I'm going to try that again. Take two. Album number two. I think I already started on album number two. (laughs) So, uh, start. Okay, and go. Okay, so what are some more hits off the second album? So, Lights Out is the big hit where they have that weird music video of the people, like, oh man, the water is like going up and everywhere, and there's like body parts. Yeah, that music video is so dope. Oh, I disagree. I think it's terrible. What? I don't like it, but I don't really like that song. I thought it was sick. You didn't like that song? Not very much, no. My favorite song of that album is She's Creeping. Now that's a good song. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's... Yeah, no, that's a cool song. It's got that, like, experimental... And then the the chorus is actually really catchy, but still kind of weird. Like, it's very Queens of Stone Age style that way, but it doesn't sound quite like them. Yeah, they've got a couple of songs, too. I think She's Creeping is one of them. Yeah. But it reminds me of a lot of, um, like, uh, the White Stripes, like, last album that they ever put out. Right. Um, fuck, what's it called? Dice, or... Anyways. Um, but, like, the guitar on a few of those songs in there is, like, exactly the same in, like, a few of the songs here. Mm-hmm. It just really, like... I was like, oh... Jack White's obviously like an influence on him as well. Mm-hmm. He did say that actually. No, oh, well, there you go. The Rock and Tours is listed as one of their biggest influences. Right, right, right. It was like Queens of the Stone Age, Rock and Tours, and then some other like legendary stuff, you know. Right. But those are the two that I really took note of for obvious reasons. Uh, Cleo and I are both big fans of Jack White, Josh Homme, Royal Blood. Yeah, just really like mainstream, likable rock rock music. Black Keys. That's like easy to listen to. Yeah, and I'm not actually a huge fan of radio music at all, or pop music as much as even you are. I do re- appreciate pop music, especially since production, music production, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, when, that's the thing I was talking about earlier. Uh, there are bands that have the thing, and every band I just listed has that thing. Like, Black Keys, those guys don't even know, well... The guy who uh, right plays the guitar, what's his name? Dan. Dan. I don't know his last name. Doesn't even know music theory, you know. Yeah. Same with a lot of my favorite. They have albums. a ton of albums, hey. Yes, they write a like lot of music. Twenty albums. Yeah, yeah. That Dan guy doesn't look so good. No, he looks like he's had a hard life. Yeah, some of the Joe Rogan podcast, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, you're wasting away, bud." Either life's not kind to him, or he's not kind to his life. We should do an episode on the Black Keys, so then I can have an excuse to actually research them and figure out. Because I don't know anything about them at all. I just like the music. No, yeah. Well, I find, too, that, like, bands that I really like, the more I know about the artists, Yeah. it's like, mm, it's a slippery slope. Not really, though. I mean, look at Josh Homme. I guess I don't know a whole lot about his person. I really don't know much about him at all. 
I just you know like, who he's married music. to. I went through a phase where I didn't even want to know what people in bands looked like. Yeah. For fear that I'd like, oh, they're all a bunch of uggos. I don't <laughs> like this music anymore. Yeah, we're gonna do, uh, I guess, some of Mike Patton's bands too. I mean, we can do a month just on Mike Patton. It's insane. Oh, that would be like a ten-part <laughs> wonderful time for me. Yeah. Who's your favorite musician? Is it him? Mike Patton. It Mike is. Patton's my favorite sure? artist. Yeah. 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 And mine is Josh Homme. What a great marriage they would make. I, mean, I don't think I would like to hear music they made together, though. I don't think they'd make good music. No. I just think that they're it's both so different. cool people, and I, I want right. to see them together. Right. But not make music together. Right. Both of them in an interview together would be weird. It would be weird. Because yeah. it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. And they're both very strange, eccentric men. Yes. Especially sometimes in interviews. Sometimes Josh is really not, though. Sometimes he's really just... Down to earth. Straightforward and down to earth. But I think it depends. Like, when he's with Nardwar, obviously he just wants to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to be funny around Nardwar. Yeah, but he actually was. Every time. <laughs> Every time. The first time around, he like made fun of him for the plaid on plaid. And the second time, Nardwar was like, you said I dress like shit. And he's like, why you said that? And he's like, oh, he's like, oh wait, the plaid on plaid. I remember. <laughs> you, you should know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see more collaboration with maybe Mike Kerr and Josh Ami in the future, but it's probably not going to happen much more than Desert Sessions that's coming out. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah. he'll be like a producer on one of their more recent albums. Wait, who? My, oh, who got Josh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Josh produces one of their albums, that would be d- killer. But also, if Josh does a Queens of the Stone Age album and he's like, yeah, let's do a heavier album and gets Mike Kerr on bass and Dave Grohl on drums. That would be so crazy. That's crazy. what I like about Queens of the Stone Age. You can like, it's like, who's going to be on the next album, you know? Yeah, it's like roll the dice. Anybody yeah. can be on it. Yeah. And with style too, like go from songs for the, we might as well call this episode Royal Blood and Queens of the Stone Age part two. Yeah. But you go from songs for the deaf to uh, the Vampire Time of Memory with some ballads on it and stuff. And both are amazing in their own ways. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. Royal Blood's going to have to do that if they want to, you know? Yeah. They're going to have to change up the next album somewhat. So. Yeah, but they only just put out two albums in the last fi- five years. Mm-hmm. And Queens of Stone Age put out, they have like what? Seven. Seven albums. And that was over the course of like, what, Wait, 20 just, years? World Blood put out two albums. Yeah, just yeah. two. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of time Yeah. to go to like evolve more as a band. They're very young men really, as well. Like, uh, yeah. They're only, I don't know about Ben Thatcher actually, but Mike Kerr is only 29. Ben Thatcher was born in 1988. <clears throat> so he's 31. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both very young. They're both super young. They have probably a great music career ahead of them. Probably, yeah. Nice. I love seeing that, man. Like, seeing my current interviews now, it's like, that guy is my age. And just, like, seeing how stoked he is on the whole thing. Like, well, man. yeah. I imagine it's taken, like, a, a long time and tons of hard work, too. Yeah. There. Like, uh, the other day when we were talking about Royal Blood, I was like, he's my age. And I was like, he's already there. I was like, that's crazy, he's so young. And she was like, yeah, but think about... I was like, oh, yeah, it's been, like, maybe a decade or more of actually trying to be a musician. Yeah, and you have to be, like, like very assertive. Yeah, With, course. like, your music. Yeah. And, like, not, like, one-track mind, but it takes a lot of your life to become, yeah. like, hugely successful. It like really does. Become. Like, they were playing open mics just to get their name out there. Yeah. So... 
And I don't know if they come from money or whatever it was. I don't really care because I still respect where they've gotten to and the sounds they make. So Yeah, but there's something fun about like an underdog musician, you know, yeah, but I don't came care. from nothing. I know you don't care, I'm just saying. I know, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like good for like the story or whatever. Yeah. Because then you feel like if they're talking about like hardship, it's actually real. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, well, you already had money, so what? How much could have you really suffered? Yeah. To write these songs. Fair enough. So. <laughs> Please edit out these. I will. This <laughs> is okay. I will. I just talked for like half an hour. And I'm like. My, my brain. Not even. <laughs> just my mouth. Your mouth? You got weird mouth feel? Do you want some water? No. Come really? Here. This is water. That has water in it. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same at all. No. So, I actually prepared for this moment. What did you prepare? I mean, just in case we ran out of talking points, I've got one more to bring up right now. Tone. Tone. Yeah. That's your five-point list of what to talk about? Fuck off. No, I'm glad you made it. It was just, it was just something I did, like, I was like, just in case. Because these good. are all the main things. But, yeah. And then the rest can be banter. <laughs> I wish you had put banter as a talking point. Right. Well, it is supposed <laughs> to be comedy slash music. That's what this is supposed to be. I don't think anybody thinks it's very funny. Is it like, <laughs> like laughing at us funny? That's fine. <laughs> as long as anybody is listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that's going in. Because <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about tone. Yeah, so... Basically, the reason they're so successful, or another reason, is because they managed to take a two-piece to make it sound like this huge sound. Like a wall of noise. Right. Like, when I first heard them, I was like, damn, this is a big-ass band. Like, I didn't assume more than, like, maybe four members. But I certainly did not think it was only two. No. I really didn't think it was two. Well, I did, actually, because when Logan showed it to me, uh, it was them playing live. Oh, so, I so knew you were like... Way, yeah. yeah. But what he does is he splits his signal into... His bass into two signals, and one goes into guitar amps, and the other one goes into bass amps, and the effects are way different on each, and, you know, it sounds like different musicians are playing. I imagine people have been doing that for a long time, no, but I did not... not like that. Oh, not like uh, that. The switcher thing, pedal, board, or whatever, it's like, well... I don't know, like, how long you mean by a long time. Maybe it's been a decade or 15 years or something. I guess Pops. that's as long as I thought. But I've never, like, uh, Death From Above do it, and yeah, so there are bands that do it, but Royal Blood, like, did it. They they did it. That's why they are doing so well right now. He just, like, found that perfect tone and works with it in great ways, like uh, pitching the shift up and down with pedals. Oh, my God. Shifting the pitch up and down with pedals. Uh, I'm believing everything you're telling me. I don't know yeah, anything. You didn't even notice that I just no, mixed those words up. Anyways, uh, and then, like, say, switching the bass off, and then the guitar amp is the only one playing, and then when the drums kick in, he'll turn the bass line back on so it gets heavy again. Because mm -hmm. guitar's not heavy. It's the bass that's actually kind of heavy. And I don't know how they recorded it, but it sounds like it was recorded... Uh, where, like, 
he tracked the bass, the low end, and then he tracked the high end separately, uh, just for clarity reasons and mixing reasons, because they don't sound like they're played at the exact same time, and that would actually make it sound a little more natural. Have you ever like listened to any interviews with uh, Ben Thatcher or Mike Kerr where they explain why they only wanted to be a two piece, like a two no. member band? I wonder what the motivation there was. Maybe just because Flavor Country had four members and it didn't. I mean, obviously, it didn't pan that out. That was a long time before that, though. Yeah. No, I think it was just an idea. He's like, I've I've got this switcher pedal, and it makes me sound like a full band. We've already played together. I know you're a great drummer. Yeah. I'm gonna start a band. Hmm. Yeah. Be interesting to hear his uh, opinion on that. Yeah, the like I was saying before, there's very little content about them online. There's there's a couple of interviews, but yeah, but uh, so if they started in 2011. I guess they only really started on the mainstream scene in 2014, so... That's... Well, yeah. I just thought there'd be more content since they're doing so well. So many sales and stuff, but... Well, if they have, like, their interests are being explored in other areas, like Desert Sessions or... Yeah. I mean, we don't really know anything about what Ben Thatcher's been doing. You're right. It'd be interesting. We should do an update on Royal Blood in a year. And see if... See where they are? Yeah, and see if there's like... Because I was even looking for things to stream while we did this, and there's not a whole lot, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I really hope with the future of Royal Blood, they take the pathway of experimentation, open up their sound a little bit. And I think that's why the second album didn't get quite as good of a review as the first. Uh, By critics, I love both albums a lot, but uh, I also understand that sentiment, because you want to see a band evolve, but also look at like ACDC. You know what I mean? They are loved. And they made the same album like 15 times or some shit. They certainly did. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They are worshipped in some, especially in... Do you know worship. what we need? <clears throat> we need a producer. Uh, so I can go, hey, how many albums does ACDC have? Yes. <laughs> hey, Jamie, look that up. <laughs> well, we're poor and we can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think we're getting rich anytime soon, so... Yeah. So... Uh, Sorry for the short episode, but I think that's about it for Royal Blood right now. And maybe sorry for some of the content? No. (laughs) We are not. (laughs) We are not at all sorry. (laughs) Oh, nice. Do that again. Do that again. Oh, do it again. That's like ASMR right there. Do it again. (laughs) My ice pack? Yeah. Because I'm sweating? Yeah. What a sweaty episode. What a sweaty episode. Uh, Sorry for the clipping mics. Uh, but yeah, other than that, our next episode is going to be Billie Eilish, which is not a rock artist at all, but I think deserves an episode. Oh, I didn't realize you had decided that for us. Oh, for I sure. thought it was just like a, hey, guess what? Maybe no. we should do this in the future. I no. didn't think you meant on Friday. No, pressure's on. Well, I've been <laughs> listening to her for a while now, so yeah. it'll be easy for me. But also a new artist, so it probably might be a 30, 45 minute episode like this one. You know? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. But if you listen, thanks for sticking around. Uh, We have a lot of fun doing this, and this is kind of just our weekend thing when we're not working. If you heard that beep, it's because our food is ready. We're just cooking meals in between this (laughs) recording. Yeah, that was good timing, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, uh, please hit subscribe or check us out if you're listening on YouTube. And you want to listen to us on other platforms, uh, we're on Spotify right now and anchor.fm. And we should be on Apple and everything pretty soon. 
So, yeah, thanks. I uh, love you guys, and goodbye. You love them. Yes, I do. I love them. I love you all. I don't think they love